Welcome back to the Crepe Hanger Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Diana. And I'm Tess. She would be the other host. <laughs> so, uh, we have an email from a fan, uh, not fan, who wants to know <laughs> why our broadcast is so short. And the answer is, uh, my goal is to keep this podcast short enough that you can listen to it on an easy commute. Or a lazy treadmill run. Yes. And at the same time, keep it short enough that you're not annoyed by us. And you'll never have to ask, when is it over? Yeah. When are they going to be done? Don't want that to happen. want to beat that every time. Unless you're doing that right now, in which case (laughs) I... Yeah. We may not be for you. Give give us a chance. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's short. Not always to the point, but it is short. Uh... So today's topic happens to also be one of those that we have to be very careful not to go off topic on. Right. Uh, Lover or hater, she is pretty much the lock for the Democratic Mm -hmm. nominee for candidate of the uh, presidency. Uh, I hate to even say her name. Hillary Clinton. (laughs) I'm just not a fan. Uh, And most of my Democrat friends either fans because of her husband or the bounty supporters. Um, those, <laughs> I, I don't really know anyone who is all in for Hill because they love her. It's always Well, because she's a else. woman. It, they like her because she's a woman. They like yes. her because they feel... Well, and it's just time. It's just time for a woman to be in the White House as president. Sure, because there's a clock on this thing. <laughs> um, exactly. Okay, I didn't know. Um, so it's it's one of those things where no, it's hard to find real reasons why. Right. People, I, I keep saying like, but th- here's the thing. I don't know people who like her. I even know someone who's campaigning for her very vigorously. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, I know she's not likable, but, and like, ah, blah, 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 blah. let's stop right there. You are going and spending your free time campaigning for her, but you don't actually like her. So it's not about like, it's about good governance. Well, we're going to touch base on that today now, aren't we? (laughs) I suppose we will. But I think there's plenty of reasons that she's earned, I think, her negative rating. And I don't think it's just because of how she takes to the camera or her laugh or anything superficial. I think she actually has made some pretty bad decisions within her career that (laughs) kind of makes her unlikable. Um, and And I think the honesty factor, too, plays a big portion. And I found a wonderful quote by Emmett Terrell, if I could possibly share it with you oh by by all (laughs) means please share because i think it's pretty spot on um he says the clintons lie when they don't have to lie and they tell a gaudy whopper when a little white lie would be perfectly satisfactory Hmm. and i think there is there's a bit of truth to that Hmm. (laughs) i'll just let you take that in ponder reflect Yes, yes. Hmm. <laughs> but I think everything's so so big with 
with her, you know, and I think she's always uh, shrouded with so much history that is just inherently negative because of all the scandals and all of her outright lies. And, and so instead of combating it maybe in a more positive way or owning any of it, she constantly doubles down, you know, doubles. Sure. And then she'll triple down. And then pretty soon it becomes this huge whopper. <laughs> it's like there's really no reason. You know, like one lie she said, um, like the sniper fire, that's kind of infamous. Oh, sure. But she yeah. also said that Chelsea was jogging around the Twin Towers when they were hit. I, I, I Yeah. So... So things like that, it's like, well, why would you even say that? And like all of her grandparents were immigrants, but things, <laughs> but things that are so consequential that shouldn't make most people kind of stop and think about the logic. So remember when she said that she was dead broke when she left the White House? It's like, okay, do you know how much, we all know how much money you get for like one speech, which would satisfy me on my living wages, I don't know, probably for the next 10 years or so. That's more money for one speech than I get for a decade. So you're making all these speeches, you got all these residual, a lot of revenue streams. And if you're dead broke, then that's telling me you don't know how to manage money. Now, do I really want to vote for somebody who is bad financially within their own finances? That's what I kind of go to. It's I have I have the opposite reaction to that statement. My reaction <laughs> is it's reminds me of a certain relative I have who always Oh, I'm so broke. Who even borrowed money from me once when we were in college? <laughs> and I had nothing. And he needed money for um, for his uh, federal income tax. And I loaned him. You know, like I ended up with like $10 left in my checking account. And, um, and like a month later, he paid me back and goes, oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, I hate to have less than $2,000 in my checking account at any time. So I'm like, what? <laughs> That's what she reminds me of. It's like this, oh, poor me. What will make my story seem sad? But then she, but then, then she isn't like us. And that's what she's proclaiming too. Oh, that no, she's, she's just like us. Oh, I'm no, like, she's nothing you're, like you're nothing like the mainstream. No, she's nothing like. Um, I, I don't know anybody uh, ab- above the age of thirty who's anything <laughs> like her. <laughs> yeah, well, she doesn't relate to that yeah. market very well. But um, but then it goes back to touches upon the honesty factor. So you know she tells. Big lies, small lies, and she's just shrouded with, you know, Whitewater, Travelgate, Filegate, Benghazi, Chinagate, just all of these. It's not one or two incidences. It's several, you know, her husband's infidelity, him being impeached, on and on and on. So it makes me question who, who... who are these people? And first of all, she's winning. We know that she's going to be the shoe-in. But yet, she has a hugely high negative rate. 
It's like, how are you so negative with the possibility of being indicted? Who, who is voting for you? So who do you think is voting for her? I, uh, I think people who simply don't want to vote for Bernie. People who are afraid of, of his extreme leftism. People who are afraid of his socialism tag, uh, but still say they will never vote for a Republican, right. are the ones who are voting for her. But the the turnout in the Democratic primaries has been low. Like 20% lower. It's I been lower in, in all but the youngest demographic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the youngest demographic has been very big. But it seems like the vote isn't counting as much. <laughs> so it, it's, it doesn't seem proportional. You know, I mean, right. if you look at the math, <laughs> it doesn't work out. So I'm, I'm a little concerned with some of these statistics they've been throwing out there. Uh, but to, to give, you, uh, give you some more uh, food for thought on, uh, on Hill, um, first of all, uh, I want to say I call her Hill or Hillary. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and I've been told by one of my progressive friends that that is very um, condescending. Aww. I don't mean to be condescending about that. I mean, there's lots of other things I do <laughs> intend to be condescending. But I call most of the candidates by their first name, uh, with the exception of um, Kasich and Cruz. I think I, I call pretty much everyone uh, Donald, Bernie, Hillary. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, they're friends. Eh. No, I, I think <laughs> it's just because their name is uh, unique enough that when I say mm-hmm. I'm talking about Hillary, you know I'm talking about her. You don't think I'm talking about Hillary Swank. Um, oh, you're not. Oh, my oh, gosh. I totally shoot. misunderstood what this podcast was about. I retract everything. Oh. I'm totally wrong. So I just want to say don't send us any emails complaining about me being uh, rude to but Hillary, it also but. makes her too the flip side. But it may it makes her seem more uh, approachable, well, yeah. more friendly, and she has a really bad. She doesn't seem that way currently. Well, here's my other problem with the whole: you wouldn't call a man by his first name. That yeah. Whole, here's my other problem with that: is her logo is a giant H. Yeah. I'm guessing that stands for Hillary. And it separates her from her husband, too, which I I think that she wants to make uh, be her own person sometimes, although I find it hard to keep up with her because she tends to flip-flop a lot on the issues. One minute, she's championing Obama, then the next second, her husband's uh, annihilating Obama on stage, and then within the same breath, she's going... Um, toward Bernie's crowd, you know, and and that whole f- phrase, which I don't get at all, like, you may not be for me, but I'm for you. That's like I, a weird uh, ad hominem I thought. I don't... To me, I that's think very it just whining. fails. Uh, yeah, it seems a little desperate to me. Like, I'm still here for you. And, and she never says it. And with such an inflection that I kind of believe it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think you like those people, personally. <laughs> the focus group said I'm supposed to say <laughs> I'm for you. I'm not going to yeah. really have it show. But um, going back to like this whole idea of 
um, her being shrouded. It's like, how do you get so far? Like over and over, like decades long in, in the political arena. And you're just not in jail somewhere. And I told you earlier, I was going to give her some compliments. And here oh, they are. Oh, I, I think, first of all, she's very lucky. I think she should be out in <laughs> Vegas making her fortune. It's like, I don't know of anybody else who could ever climb out from so much truth. And like, no. So we've built a monster. We've totally created a monster where but they what, think they are not accountable for anything. Okay, to you that's a positive. <laughs> to me, uh, as, as a more negative person, if all you have going for you is luck... It's going to give out on but you at the very worst long. time. I don't know. Maybe she's an outlier and it just lasts forever. No, it, it's bound to give up and, at um, some point. And if she becomes president, I can see on like uh, day three, oh, like, no, done. My, I lost my lucky rabbit's foot. And then, <laughs> I changed my underwear. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I said as soon as I became president, I, you know... Go back to my natural hair color or something. But my second com- uh, compliment is that she can she can definitely multitask. I mean, if you're constantly like charging forward and so hyper focused on the only thing that I'm pretty sure that she's really wanted in her entire life is to be president. It's I don't get the feeling that she really cares much like about the the people or the policy, I don't get that from her. You know, I do get that she she wants to be president. Like, she's got a goal, and it doesn't matter. So she can multitask in the f- fact that, once again, all these um, Senate hearings, she's got all these investigations that she's constantly has to go through and still manage a campaign there's something to be said with that, right? <laughs> well, I'll give you that. I most people would would be hiding under a desk, crying, going, "I, I don't want to testify again." <laughs> but she's like, "I got um, this." Yeah, you know, I, I I had to testify, and it had nothing to do with any trouble I could possibly get into, and I was a nervous wreck. How she manages, I I will give you that. That is, you know. It, this is irrelevant because my goal is the presidency. That is amazing to have that, and the that focus, kind of, that kind that of focus, kind of focus, that laser beam focus. That is amazing. You know, and I love, you know, because she would, she always says when they talk about her current, her latest investigation with the emails, oh, they've thrown everything at me. And I'm thinking, at what point do you realize that maybe that's not a normal thing to have so many things like, and I'm air quoting, you know, thrown <laughs> at me. It's like politicians should not be under that much constant, like regular. It, like investigations should not be regular, right? I mean, you well, can I, have bouts of it, but I, you shouldn't be regular. Ideally. Like gout. They would, it shouldn't be. You should have a bout of gout, but you shouldn't have regular gout. You lose stuff, right? Ideally, you would have... A certain level of culpability all the time. You wouldn't need special investigations constantly, one after the other. And I, I, I will say that I can see from her point of view 
Weo, she could see this as she's being attacked. Mm-hmm. But my response to that is, stop doing stupid things then. Stop doing stop. illegal things, maybe. <laughs> stop breaking laws. Stop <laughs> acting like those rules don't apply to you. Then you won't be attacked on these issues. It's yeah, that it's, simple. It really is kind of yeah, that simple. It's like if you're in... If you have a sibling and you've ever been on a road trip with them, <laughs> at some point, a parent has yelled at you or he or she or both of you and you did not listen. It's happened. Yeah. <laughs> but you were a child. And eventually you learn that you either have to be sneakier and not get caught. Right. Or you have to just be good. Yeah. Or the road trip is going to be miserable. Somebody's so, going to cry. So at this point, she she's given up on being good. She's constantly getting caught. Right. And she's complaining that the road trip is miserable. But when nothing sticks on you, it's I I totally get why well, she responds that way. So and it's it, not even her fault at this point. So in my analogy, <laughs> the the parents in the front seat yeah. would be, I guess, the American people. And they've just given her a pass. They've been too lenient. Wow. They need to actually say, I'm going to turn this car yeah. around and mean it. But it doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> Don't make it, me pull over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what happens. Instead, it's, okay, fine. Well, stop at McDonald's. You can have the Happy Meal. Just stop the I whining. I hope it's a toy that you like. Oh, oh, they gave you a girl toy. Shoot. Oh, that's so sexist of them. <laughs> I'll turn around and try okay. again. Um, yeah, so, like, her voting... Going back to those who support her and why, which I think there is a really cool juxtaposition that um, here you have Bernie Sanders, who has the young vote, who would be the millennials. And then we have Clinton, who we've decided is a bit like the millennial template. Yes. I like that term. I, I love I, it. I, 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 I'm very <laughs> fond of the it. term. The millennial <laughs> template. It's trademark now. Of When you think of millennials, there's certain traits you think of. Yes. And when you think of who has publicized those traits the most, a lot of people say things like, oh, you know, Kim Kardashian, things like that. Right. Eh, no, no, not so much. I think Hillary yes. is actually the millennial template. And... I wrote down the, and these aren't my assessments of the millennial characteristics. This is the internet. All of the internets. This is what they've kind of boiled it down to. <laughs> She's so good with the research. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that they're Peter Pan boomerang generation and like clinton seriously never wants to leave the white house she really doesn't <laughs> i mean if you think about it i'm gone but i'm back in your government and, and Peter, yeah, if government equaled basement yeah yes I it would be the same <laughs> and um and then peter pan i i kind of get that for her like she doesn't um I think she wants the public to take care of her. And that's what a public servant 
a political figure nowadays doesn't really serve the public anymore. Here comes some of my newfound cynicism. <laughs> um, but they're not really... You support them. And then you support them forever and ever and ever. <laughs> uh, but narcissistic, which I think that's been established. Um, and she blames, I think, her narcissism on income equality. Oh. Think about that. Oh, wow. That's a little deep. Yeah. And then welfare, which she does promote, is is kind of like the participation trophy. <laughs> like I'm alive and a citizen. I didn't ask to be born. You owe me. You know. <laughs> There's a lot of that you owe me yes. around her in general. And then there are more, you know, obviously more emphasis on self. And that's why they're called, you know, the me generation. So I think you I think we're totally on to something. She is a millennial template. Maybe they're revolting against their mother, you know? Uh, which it I, happens. Which is amazing that she's not doing battle with millennials. You would think. And I think it's because they see too much of their own future. <laughs> Nobody is going to be as lucky as her, though. I'm no. just telling you right now. No, and I you're think... not going to live the charm life like she has. She really has rolled an 18 many times on a 20-sided die. Yes. And had yeah. that critical hit points. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she's she's an amazing case study to me. Uh, quite the outlier. But, so that's all I got for the millennial the... template and, and Hillary Clinton. Well, uh, more of this will be on uh, on the blog yes. at creepanger.com, as well as uh, my walk through the Hillary Clinton website and her list of biggest accomplishments. Ooh! So, uh, do you want to do like a thirty second rundown? Well, I, I'll give you I'll give you like the the first one on the list a little taste to okay. make you want to read the blog. Um, number one on her website for her biggest accomplishment is uh, fought for children and families for 40 years and counting. Now, here's my problem with that. That's not actually an accomplishment. Right. I, I mean, I've been fighting my weight for <laughs> 30 plus years. I'm not counting that as an accomplishment. Um Okay, fine. You fought for children and families for 40 years. Do you feel like you've actually, I don't know, failed miserably if if children and families are still, I don't well, because know. Because poverty has only increased since the welfare state. You know, since, who was it, Johnson, Eisenhower, whoever did that. It's whoever tried to eradicate poverty has grown it. But we knew that was going to happen. Well, and... Uh, <laughs> I have my own views on the on the current justice system, and right. uh, I have to say that certainly has not helped with families. Mm-mm. So I'm I, I'm just I'm concerned that she uh, I'm concerned that she thinks that fighting uh, for children and families counts. But as that's so a, subjective a, because. If she's fighting for one person, though, she could be the enemy to somebody else. Well, so it just depends on what you think is successful. I just, I don't understand how you can say that's your biggest accomplishment. 
Yeah. It's sort of like saying, you know, my biggest accomplishment would be that I've managed to brush my teeth twice a day, every day for the last 30 years. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, it's, okay, so you did what you were supposed to do. You're in politics. You're a public figure. You're not going to fight against children and families, you know? <laughs> I am against families. You know, those little children, we should have suicide booths to just well, shove the children in. It doesn't, you don't do that. I, it's just something that you do. <laughs> but which is kind of funny. So if you take, like, the devil's advocate. But then she did kind of fight. Like, if you're a pro-lifer... Um, you know, then you would totally think that she's fought against family, you know, because she's pro-abortion. So that's what I'm saying. It just depends on how you do it unless she and she's not giving concrete evidence like I passed this bill, you know, or I did this. Like, what did you actually well, fighting? What, did, is, what is the actual accomplishment? Right. So uh, that's just a little taste of what what's going to be on that particular blog. Uh, because she's got, uh, let's see, how many things does she have listed on her website? She has seven, seven greatest accomplishments. And only one of them is actually an accomplishment. Ooh, do you want to? Uh, the one that's actually an accomplishment is uh, negotiated a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. And we see how that's worked out. Yeah. But um, are you, sh- because one of her greatest lies was she was instrumental in Northern Ireland peace process. How exactly? Okay, now we're getting totally <laughs> off topic. I was not aware of that. So, but she um, sometimes her accomplishments are lies. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just saying that uh, that's the only thing on here that could actually be considered an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much she had to do with the ceasefire and how much the political climate at the time in Israel had to do with right. the ceasefire. I'm just saying. Maybe that reset button worked for Hamas. I don't know. I would be more impressed if she had filled in some of those Hamas tunnels. Get a shovel. Show me you've done it. Then maybe I'd be a little more more impressed. But uh, I digress. And we're out of time, as you heard from the chimes. So uh, once again, I'm Diana. I'm Tess. And join us at CrayPango.com. And if you're going to be in Cleveland for the Republican National Convention, and you know Lindsey Graham. Yes. Tell him. uh, We actually will have an email address just for him, Lindsey Graham at (laughs) CrayPango.com. Tell him we'd love to, to have a drink with him while he's in town. Uh, he's, and if we get enough donations in the tip jar, then maybe a steak dinner. Uh, maybe nothing or a solid oh, appetizer. Uh, ideally, <laughs> we would we would be able to take him to Mallorca. <gasps> Surf and turf. Baby. Surf and turf at Mallorca. <laughs> uh, that would be ideal. Um, a Do little, they have coupons online for Mallorca? I don't. I don't <laughs> I know. Don't so. I doubt it. Uh, a little uh, almond aperitif. Oh, I love my... So that's off the subject. But if you're in Cleveland for the convention, you want to go someplace nice, that's my recommendation. Yes, I love, lovely there. Love that restaurant. All right. Okay, so visit us once again, crepehanger.com.